You have to believe in yourself when no one else does. That is what makes you a winner. Hello and welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Locke, professional speaker, magician and confidence coach. And quite simply, Unlocked is a journal of self-improvement. I'm talking to the experts, authors and successful people from around the world, as well as sharing my mishaps and magical adventures in my own life too, to unlock the best version of ourselves. My aim is to give you some insight and inspiration so you can unlock the best version of yourself too. Now, if this sounds like your cup of tea, then hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Wednesday. Now, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to the next episode of the Success Principles by Jack Canfield, the mini-series reviewing all of the principles of the Success Principles. And in this week's episode, we're going to discuss the principle called Believe It's Possible. Now, in all of the previous chapters, we've discovered so far how to take responsibility, how to be clear why you're here, determining your life purpose, how to decide what you want. We've used the power of goal setting. And on the last episode, we use our affirmations and visualizations to accelerate our goals. Now, the next principle is obviously all about believing that it's possible. Now, as I started off this episode, you have to believe in yourself when no one else does. That is what makes you a winner was famously said by Venus Williams. Now, the secret to self-confidence and actually believing in yourself is that it's a choice. Yes, you can actually decide that from this day forward, you are going to believe that you can have the success that you want. If you want to achieve your goals that you've previously set, and if you haven't listened already, then go back to previous episodes to listen to all the other principles that we reviewed to get you to this stage. But if you do want to achieve your goals that you've set already, then you first have to believe that it is possible for someone to do that. and Then you have to believe that it is possible for you to do it too. If someone else can do it, then you can do it too. Now, when you believe, your conscious and your subconscious will then go to work to make it happen. Now, firstly, let's look at that word belief, B-E-L-I-E-F. There is a word hidden in plain sight, in that word. Yes, it is lie, L-I-E. Now, beliefs are just lies that we tell ourselves, and whether we believe them to be true or not, this is what determines a belief. Most of our beliefs are shaped through childhood experiences, conditioning, from school, and uh, these just stay with us with all of our life. Now, you may have had some beliefs from an early age, such as you're not good enough, um, you're not good at presenting, or I was once told that you'll never be able to do that. Most commonly is the, I'm not good enough. Or in my case, it was, uh, Ricky, you're just not built for gymnastics. You're more built like a rugby player. You'll never be good enough for gymnastics. That was something that my PE teacher, Mr. Pike, said to me when I was a young lad. And obviously, I didn't really want to do gymnastics anyway, so it's not like that is a limiting belief. But anyway, the most common belief is that I am not good enough. And what happens is over time through our conditioning, we have just come to terms and accepted that that is true. But most limiting beliefs are not true. It is just the stories that we tell ourselves over and over and over again that we've chosen to believe. 
But because I've said the word choice, you can choose to believe it or not. Now, a great example of this, and I love this. This is in the book. Uh, and obviously, I'm reviewing this in the Success Principles workbook. It's about Sister Madonna. Now, Sister Madonna challenged the belief that she was too old to achieve uh, a, a running competition or a marathon. She was in her mid-40s and she chose to run. Now, four decades later, at 89, she is now known as the Iron Nun. And she's done since that 340 triathlons, uh, 45 full Ironman triathlons. And she's also the star of Nike's Unlimited TV campaign. How amazing is that? Just because she was, she had this limiting belief that she was too old to achieve anything like a marathon, she decided to search out for that limiting belief to find out if it was true. And then obviously 40 years later, she's now obviously known as the Iron Nun and achieving, I mean, the, the thought of doing triathlon is mental, but 340 of them and then 45 full Ironman triathlons, which is just absolutely uh, crazy, right? But that's just because she installed a new belief inside of her mind. So how do we do that? How do we install new beliefs? Well, to do this, you have to overcome the impact of your limiting belief once you're aware of it. You then create the opposite belief and affirm it by repeating it to yourself over and over. So like Sister Madonna's example, if you have a limited belief that you are too old to achieve your goal, and you would just change the language of that to say, I am the perfect age to reach my goal. Or if it is, I don't know enough to accomplish, accomplish that goal, you would change it to, I can learn everything I need to know to achieve my goal. Now, there's a really interesting word here that's often used with beliefs, which is the word, I can't. We need to remove that language from the dictionary, quite honestly, because the word I can't, I'm not sure if you know this, but can't actually has an impact on your physiology, as well as your neurology too. But research has actually shown by saying I can't, it has shown to make you physically weaker when you think or if you say it. So if you used to say, I can't do that, um, you will physically, um, in, in like, so in terms of physiology, get my words out of my mouth, put the teeth back in. <laughs> um, a depressed person, if you've ever seen the physiology of someone that's depressed, quite often their um, heads down, you know, shoulders up, not relaxed, confident, anything like that, and their physiology has an impact. This is the same thing with I can't. In the Compton Club, we run a, a little exercise with kinesiology where I'll get um, one of the delegates up to stand with me, say something that is true, that is a belief that's true, and uh, I stick, get them to stick their arm out, and I tell them to resist, and I push down on their arm to prove that that is true, and they really resist their arm out, and it doesn't go anywhere. I then tell them to now put your arm down and now think of something that you can't do. So it could be a belief that you really want to do something, but you just can't because you've been told that you'll never be good at it. And they put their arm out and uh, they say, I can't, I can't swim a mile or I can't run a marathon. And I get them to say it over and over and over again. And then I grab their arm and I try to push down. I say resist. And as I push down, the arm just becomes floppy and it just falls down next to their side. We then repeat it by then getting them armed to stick back out again. I say, right, now let's do something that's true, a belief that's true. And they say, I am um, I am a great presenter or I am a great data analyst. And I say, resist. 
They hold their arm straight. I push down on their arm and it stays where it is. And that is just a link to obviously the physiology of, of what's happening here, right? So we really need to make sure that we need to change this language. Now, obviously, as we know, it's going to have a physical impact on you. But what happens over time with your past conditioning is that you've just learned to accept those beliefs. So if you've got a belief that is, oh, I can't do that or I'll never be as good as that, you've just obviously chosen to believe it. But that's fine because you can now make the choice to actually believe it to be something different. So how do we turn I can't into I can? So firstly, if you've got some beliefs that is I can't, write them down on a piece of paper. Um, We'll do an exercise in a second where you can get five of them down so I can't do something. But most of the time, remember, can't is just a lie, but we need to create a true statement such as, uh, let's go for example. So in, in my example, earlier on this year, I put a big goal out for this podcast to get into the top 10. Now, it was a different outcome. It got to 67, which is really cool. Not the top 10, but I wouldn't say, oh, I can't get the podcast to the top 10 because I tried it and it didn't work. No, I would just say instead, how fascinating. I haven't learned how to get into the top 10 yet. I got into the 67 instead of the top 10. So we need to start changing some of that language that we have. So the great example here is to write five I can't beliefs that you often say uh, and write them down on paper. All right. So it could be, uh, I can't swim a mile. I can't run a 5K in under 30 minutes. That's something I'm trying on the minute, but I don't say I can't. I'm working on it. Uh, or I can't, um, I can't achieve this goal. Right. Whatever it is, write five of your I can't beliefs that you've got. Stick them on paper. At the end of that, so if you need to pause this, then pause this now. Once you've got your five beliefs written down, the I can't beliefs, at the end of each sentence, I want you to add these words. When I say that, I feel. All right. And then fill in that blank. So, for example, if it is, um, I can't swim a marathon, uh, <laughs> I can't run a marathon. When I say that, I feel really sad because I really want to. All right. For example, um, if it's something that you really want to afford, I can't afford that. It might be like a new car that you want or like a new, something really exciting in your business maybe or in your life. And you might be having some money limiting beliefs. So you would say, I can't afford that. Uh, and then you put, when I say that, I feel really sad and disappointed that I can't afford the the new computer that I want. Right. So once you've written that down, you've got your I can't believe. At the end of that, you then say, when I say that, I feel. Now I want you to say that out loud and then just notice how you feel you're probably going to agree that it's probably not nice, right? So when I say my limiting belief, I can't afford that. And when I say that, I feel disappointed low. It's not nice. So now what you do is you change it again. So the next five you do is you now change it to, I won't be able to afford that. So same thing again, same belief, but you change it instead of I can't, you put I won't. I won't be able to afford that. When I say that, I feel disappointed low. Now, obviously, you're going to get some of the same feelings there as before, um, because obviously there's a slight power in that language there. Um, But now what you do, once you've said them out loud, notice how you feel again, write some uh, notes of how you feel. You're going to completely rewrite that. Keep those beliefs there, but you're now going to change the language. Instead of I can't or I won't, you put I will. So previously, mine was I can't afford that. And when I say that, I feel disappointed and low. You're now going to change it to I will be able to afford that. And when I say that, I feel absolutely amazing. 
All right. So, for example, if it was the marathon, or, or let's go for my case, the 5K, um, I will be able to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. When I say that, I feel elated and joyful knowing I've achieved my goal. Now, what will happen is if you say this out loud and repeat this, something is going to happen. You'll notice a shift in your physiology and then how you feel, right? So when I say that goal there, I will be able to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. And when I say that, I feel great. You'll notice in the tonality of my voice, there's a big shift compared to I can't run a 5K in under 30 minutes because when I say that, I feel really disappointed and low. There's a huge difference in tonality. So what you need to do, if you have those limiting beliefs, you need to change your language to instead of I can't, because remember, most of the time, these I can't beliefs are just lies that we've chosen to believe. But what you have to do is change the language from I can't to I will. Mine, I've got a big goal, is a TED Talk, right? Now, obviously, I haven't done it yet, the TEDx goal, but I'm not going to say I can't do a TEDx. No, I'm going to say I will do a TEDx. And when I say that, I feel great and amazing knowing that I've achieved my goal. Now, I guarantee by doing this exercise, you will feel slightly different and probably a little bit more positive regarding your goals. The learning here is to reframe and rewrite those limiting beliefs by just changing your language. If you change your language, you will change your physiology. And if you change your physiology, then you will change your mindset, which will then lead to achieving all of your wildest goals. Now, two tips here that really helps because let's face it, it's very easy to say, yes, Ricky, let's just do this now. But it might take some while because you've probably got 20, 30 years of these I can'ts in your head. So two tips that will really help you deal with those I can'ts is this. The first tip is an elastic band. Now, we use the elastic band uh, in the, the Confident Club for getting ourselves into state. Now, one of the good things here as well is you can use this as an alternative source to remind yourself not to say I can't. So you put the elastic band around your wrist. If you're noticing that you're saying I can't a lot, you grab your elastic band and ping it gently or as hard as you like, and it will then ping onto your wrist. At that point, that notice, that little kind of shock will remind you to change your language. So if someone says to you, oh, Ricky, would you like to come and do this? And you notice that you say, oh, no, no, I can't, I can't do that. I'll never be able to do that. I, can't, I just can't do that. Grab your elastic band, ping it, remind yourself, and you just say, I will be able to do that. I just need to learn some more information. And when I say that and I do it, it will feel great. So use your elastic band just to ping to remind yourself if you're noticing, you're saying I can't quite a lot. The second thing is, uh, this one's from Jack's, uh, from Jack's book in the Success Principles about placing a bowl either at home or at your workplace. And every time you notice you or one of your colleagues say, I can't, you get them to put like some money into that bowl. So Jack talks about he gets his um, team. There's an exercise where he gets all of his team. Whenever they say that something's not possible or they say, I can't, he gets them to put a pound or a dollar. Uh, it's in America, sorry. So he gets them to put a dollar into the bowl. Obviously, every time there's a visual little anchor there of, oh, my God, there's a lot of money there. And people would rather not part with their money. So they start to instantly build and form a habit so that they stop saying, I can't. It's a really good visual point there that you can do this at home or you can do it um, at work. But remind yourself, every time you're noticing that language, become aware of it and just change the language to, I will be able to do this. You might just have to add in those lines that we said earlier on that it might just be a case of, 
um, I I just um, need to learn some information. All right. So that might be it. Or I just don't know enough to accomplish that goal yet. All right. So or you can learn everything you want. But here's the thing. This is really, really important. Beliefs are so powerful. And we need to just really start thinking about the choices that we're making. Most of the time, our self-limiting beliefs are just lies that we are telling ourselves that we are choosing to believe it to be true. Most of the time, it's probably not. What we need to do is start looking for those references and changing those references. Seek out if it's actually true. All right. So there you go. Believe it's possible. The next principle in the success principles. Obviously, we've covered loads already. This is obviously part six. So go back and check out the previous episodes if you haven't listened to them already. The next principle that will be out will all be about taking action and how we can chunk it down. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of The Success Principles. As always, if you've enjoyed it, head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Leave us a review because it helps this podcast get shared to more people and we can help others have a more happy and confident life. As always, thank you to the patrons of this podcast. This podcast will not be the podcast it is without your help. So thank you, Anthony Howe, Jasmine Barnes, Chloe Wilmot, Sarah Kay, Sherry Brenton, Steve McDermott, and Chris Lovett and Rory Barnes. You are all amazing. Now, without further ado... Enjoy the rest of your day or night, wherever you are, and I'll join you on another episode of Unlocked soon. Goodbye.